hits the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. This is the podcast where we decide everything that's happening in the world of video games so you don't have to think for yourself. With me is... Mike Minotti. In today's episode, we're going to go over some news, we've got some games, the MPD numbers, uh, some stuff happening with Battlefield Five, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, first, though, I want to thank everybody for joining us. You can get more from me and Mike at GamesBeat.com. If you have something to share with us, you can email the podcast at games plus podcast at VentureBeat.com or get us on Twitter at GamesBeat or at GB, De- GB Decides for the podcast itself. If you're watching the video version of this on Facebook or YouTube, there's an audio version that you could subscribe to on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. I still haven't updated this text to say Google Podcasts. If you like the show, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. That helps people find the show. Um, I also want to thank Carlos Ayin, Insane in the Rain Music on YouTube is his uh, alternative name, uh, for the use of the theme song, which is just just so phenomenal. Good. It's just, I, it's I'm just not tired stuff. of it yet. Yeah, no, I don't think I will be for quite some time. Uh, yeah, he does a bunch of stuff just like that if you want to get some more of it. Uh, finally, I will be at PAX still at the end of this month, Saturday night, 7 p.m. It, apparently that's streaming. It's going to be streaming. So twitch.tv slash PAX or PAX2. This is the other. thing where I'm going to watch you lose at Smash Brothers and lose my mind, right? Yeah. I mean, who knows if I'll even make it that far, Mike? Let's be honest. Uh, that's pretty... Uh, you know, we're not, wait, we don't know if that's actually in there. Oh, no. We just spoiled it. We're not supposed to say. Uh, oh, really? I didn't know it was yeah. a secret. Yeah, I should have mentioned that to you. But it's not... <laughs> I mean, w- w- let's just... Let's just like like not bring it up, not mention it. No Everyone's gonna be cool. Everyone's gonna be no cool, gonna, right? Anyone who no heard that, gonna be title on us. I know. For, don't t- yeah. Don't blow my scene here. Don't, don't, don't get Greg don't, Miller mad at me. Yeah, don't make Greg Miller mad at me. That would hurt my feelings quite a lot. Um, anyway, no. I mean, it's not your fault. Whatever. It's not that big a deal. Also, it's just this. It's just a stupid. It's a thing. big deal. <laughs> um, I mean, speaking of big deals, how you been, Mike? Mr. Big Deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite segue ever. yeah i tried to do something there yeah i was like yes i like this flattery i am a big <laughs> deal i am doing pretty good i got i've got no complaints you know i've been playing some video games which is nice i like those those are nice yeah yeah and uh you know the, the weather's starting to we had, we had a kind of a rainy couple of weeks but weather's starting to kind of cool down just a little bit oh, now same, same exact summer. thing out here we've been getting finally been getting the rain uh that we were supposed to get in spring that never came and now it's like the nights are getting cool and it's like oh, I, i'm a big fall guy i don't know about me you, too but oh I, yeah I, literally okay, i'm a fall sure. guy like i take the blame but i also like the season <laughs> yes <laughs> you're different you're a patsy and yeah. and you love autumn so like how i'm gonna take the blame around. for uh you know the, the whole ruining the yeah the packs that was you, i mean it was all you i'm that i'm blameless here i'm in it um i was just asking you for help but you're you're gonna go and tell everybody. And I was like, um, "Here's your spoiler." I mean, since everyone knows, I mean, you're saying Cloud, right? I should play as Cloud. Yeah, yeah. If you want to just, if you want to play a good character that doesn't require that much skill, play Cloud. Like Bayonetta's real Sounds good, but it's kind of hard. Yeah, because Cloud just has like strong smash attacks, and okay. he's fast. <laughs> you know. He's fast and strong, which is pretty good. <laughs> That's a good combination. People try yeah. to have both. You can't always get them. Right, right. Um, all right. So we can just hop into what we've been playing. So we have a, a pretty beefy news segment with all the uh, MPD numbers and a few other headlines after that. Um, so I, I've mostly just been playing Dead Cells, Mike. I, I can get this out of the way quick because we have talked about it nonstop every week. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, it's one of those games, anytime I hear someone else talking about it, I'm like, ooh, I get really excited because I'm still in love with it. Um, still haven't beat it. I am becoming afraid that I'm going to have to put it down before I beat that boss even one time. And then my skills are going to degenerate and I'm never going to be able to right. do it. And, and it's yeah. like becoming a concern of mine. I, Cause I, I kind of had to move on cause I'm reviewing a new uh, kind of 2d switch action game that we'll talk about a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's like, I wanted like, I kind of wanted to beat dead cells, but it's like, ah, I haven't beaten it. Now I'm moving on. Can I come back? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be that easy? I don't know. Right. I mean, you're definitely building up this store of knowledge that, you know, that stuff won't necessarily go away. Um, but, you know, it, th- there are, like, small lessons that you that you have to really bring. Like, at least for me, I have to, like, really repeat over and over sure. uh, to get to a point where I'm, like, reacting to them without, without thinking, which is what you have to be at the end. And then that final boss is... Um, it's a I, I think I found my, my trick that I'm going to try to use is instead of worrying about damage, worrying about all this other stuff... Um, when I pick up weapons, they have either like plus 100% damage for that weapon, or they'll say minus 20% damage taken. And that applies 
for every every hit against you. It's not like damage that while so you're, you're using that you weapon. You want to do a more defensive build? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to do uh, like a tank because um, I got a combination of like minus twenty percent, minus twenty percent, like minus ten, and then minus thirty. And I was like, they couldn't hurt me in that last level. And I did. I was kind of doing pretty good against the boss. Um, and then I was talking to my chat on Twitch about it, and they were. I was mentioning one of my friends who played it, who streams as well, and he's beaten it a couple times and has like done the very hard mode, which is there's no refill fountains for your HP after each level, which is nuts to me. But yeah, he. he oh, did really? That. Right. Yeah. Um, and. They're like, oh yeah, he's you. He uses shield strats. He uses the shield. Everyone made fun of him, and he's made it work. Huh. I'm like, okay, I need to get back into the shield. I think. Um, yeah, and maybe. When I did the run last night, I could see how that final boss with a ton of that uh, of that defense resistance or the you know damage resistance and the shield to be able to parry some of his attacks and learn the pattern that way. Um, I could see like the path to beating him finally. Oh, yeah. One of the um, first so. big lessons I had to learn in that game was the, the the harsh diminishing returns of like the, that leech ability you can get early on. Right. But when you first yeah. start playing a game, like this is great, I could just regain health all the time. Right. And, like, yeah. Once you start, once your health cap goes up, it's like yeah, regaining like five health every time you hit somebody isn't really right. doing anything. And, like, and like you can get that up to maybe ten if you're like put a lot of uh, cell or a lot of um, upgrades into just the brutality. I think it is. Uh, I can't remember which one it is. Uh, it might be the green, uh, but that's still not a ton. It's just not a lot. So you have to use some of the other ones. Like getting, you get a lot more if like you parry. Maybe that's useful. But it seems like uh, people that want to get back health, they use the 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 vampirism uh, equipment, which is this whole other thing that I haven't really played with because it seems not useful when you do get refills refills back from the fountain. It seems like a thing you use on your second run trying to do the hard mode, but. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I'm I, I'm still gonna try to beat it, but there are games coming up fast that it's like, oh yeah, man, we're getting uh, into fall. I need to like be able to put this down and feel good about it. So we'll, we'll see. Um, big September games. Yeah, uh, I mean, speaking speaking of which, this is one I know we're both exciting uh, excited about. And we're both playing. I only I just played it for maybe an hour last night. Um, but the Messenger, which is that eight bit slash sixteen bit Ninja Gaiden sort of thing. Uh, Tell me about it. You put more time into it. What are you thinking? I like. I think I like it a lot. It's kind of what I was expecting it to be, and right. that it's it, it is kind of uh, shovel knight esque, you know, in a lot of ways, and it's kind of quirkiness and it's kind of callback nature. Uh, but man, am I just having a? It just it just plays very well mechanically. Like it's kind of Ninja Gaiden esque. But like, just like you and like that one mechanic is so important where when you hit something in the air with your sword, that's when you can double jump. And right. Like just that one thing kind of makes the game real. It's really good. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like real gorgeous uh, sprite work. Like the backgrounds have uh, a lot of detail. They're super fun. And there's, it, the game actually has a pretty good humor to it. It's, it's self-aware, which might be tiresome to some people, but it does it pretty well. And it actually yeah. is pretty funny. I, the writing seems refined. Yeah, it I know we're in the post-Deadpool era where self-aware is maybe grinding right. on some people's gears, but I think it's pretty Yeah, fun. Yeah, it's, and it's not. They're not... Like, they don't... I mean, they do hit you over the head with it, but it's not incessant. Like, it's very... It, it, it usually happens because you started it. Like, yeah, you wanted just, to do a conversation, and that stuff's pretty easy to skip if you want. Right. But it's just, like, a real classic, like, really well-done, like, 2D action game, right? Like, the bosses are really neat and fun, and the, it just... the just feels real good. Uh, yeah, I'm just really enjoying it. I'm kind of, I know there's, I, they've been kind of open about the twist. I, don't, I won't say it yet, just in case some people, but I'm excited to get to that part of it. Right. I, yeah, and I, I, I have some hunches about where the story is going and stuff. Uh, uh, and I'll be excited to see if all that stuff pays off. I, I will say, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, to go back to Dead Cells real quick, the, my concern coming to this game was that the, I would not feel great about the movement because the dead and everything within the com with the combat and the movement in dead cells is so immaculate. Um, and I went to the messenger and I was, I was really pleased. It feels really good. The, um, ju the jump forward, like, like he does the spinning jump forward. Uh, and that just, you know, doing that over and over, it feels really snappy and, and, and really just, uh, not like an older game at this point. Like the, I love the way retro games feel. They all they feel the way they're supposed to feel. But if you were making one of those games today, this is kind of how you would do it. It's it's still it's really nice. My one real minor complaint so too. far is that like the sprites for his like sword slash, like the actual hitbox of it is a little bit shorter than like right. the sprite, which sometimes right. feels bad because there's kind of, there's like some small there's some slower moving enemies. 
Sometimes you'll kind of like try to get right, like as close as you, or as far away as you can when still hit them. And you'll see your sword kind of go through them, but they don't right. get hit. That's, uh, I, I, I never love that kind of stuff. I'll have to see if I, I start noticing that now Now that you mentioned it. I, like I said, I've only played the maybe first I'm hour or so. Eh, probably not, though, because that's the kind of stuff. That's like one of the reasons I never got into uh, uh, Spelunky. Well, I didn't love Spelunky. I got into it, but uh, I didn't love Spelunky because that the the whip never felt like it was it was attacking as, far, as long as... Like it, sure. I would whip it out, and it's like, first, it was a short whip anyhow, and even then, it just felt like it, you have to be really on top of something to actually attack it, uh, like like exactly like you described the sword, where it's like, uh, it looked like I hit that thing. Um, so, yeah, that's annoying. We'll see. Um, but o- overall, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with it, and it sounds like you are, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's so, yeah, that's, doing exactly um, what I was hoping it would do. Yeah, that that's it's coming up later this month, I think, like next week, right? Pretty soon, I know. And it's on Switch and everything. Coming yeah. up and not too long, so. Right. I'll have to try to get, I have the PC version, I'll have to try to get the Switch It's definitely another apps. one of those, like, yeah, play this game on Switch. Right, like, yeah, why, for sure. yeah, Why not? Yeah, um... The the only other thing I've really been messing around with is I well I'm still using that 144 hertz uh, Samsung monitor it's 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 really good although yeah. I will say that uh, going from 4K to to 1440p uh, it's like uh, man I I think like yeah the up the having the frame rate is great especially for gaming uh, but man 4K looks really sharp uh, especially when you're up close like with a monitor so. It's 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 hard. It feels like you're making compromises no matter so, what. Someday way you we'll go. have to not make a compromise, or maybe not. Right. Like, then there'll be like the next new thing that looks even right. better. But oh well, frame rates down again. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Like every think, every year at these things. Right. People are like, oh, you want to get to 1440p and 144 hertz, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's a really good like baseline to hit if you're like trying to build a powerful PC, but um, that still feels like you're making compromises. Uh, okay, the other thing though is, is like a different. PR person from Samsung, they like sent me like two at, at the same time. It was really weird. Um, it, they sent me that ultra wide, like 49 inch monitor that is 32 by nine instead of 16 by nine. So it's like two entire monitors side by side stitched together right in the middle seamlessly. Uh, it is absurdly long. It was, I had to rearrange my entire desk to get it going. Uh, I set it up though, turned it on booted up my pc and of course like the the far left fifth of the screen just has a huge like crack inside of it and yeah it was all shattered and it was like oh man this is a huge bummer first because now i have to rearrange my desk again to start using my pc which is annoying but uh also you know it's it's gigantic and they had to send it with like a courier and i'm like hey it's broken they're like hey what's wrong i'm like show them a picture and i haven't heard from them since so who knows what's going to happen with that yeah now it's just it's sitting in the nursery in my baby's room just kind of like and it's as long as the uh, futon in there. When I put it next to the futon, it was the same length. It's absurd. Uh, but I, I'll be I, what from what I could see that screen, pretty impressed. But again, it's like one. It's that's only 1080 in terms of uh, horizontal pixels, and you know it's way more um, when you do the vertical lines. But um, still, yeah, uh, 4K is still kind of looking the best to me. Um, but you have one more game. Let's catch up. Let's hear it. How is World of Warcraft doing for you with this new expansion? It's good. I've been hit. I hit the uh, the level caps, and I've been doing a lot of dungeons, okay. which is really fun. Uh, the dungeons they all seem pretty good. They seem a bit more consistent. Like in Legion, there were like these some dungeons that were like clearly shorter, so it's like, well, why not do these? And some that were clearly longer. At least so far, it seems like they're all kind of like they're all four bosses about, and they're all pretty, uh, you know, about the same length so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I've been doing the the island expeditions, which is kind of the new feature here. It's the new like three player stuff that you can do. And it's fine, just like this another cooperative thing you can do, and it's got a bit more of a random element to it. So that's been real fun. Yeah, um, I you so you've gotten past the leveling stage, and now you're you're finding that there's still. Fruit oh, for to sure. be wrought here, yeah. Well, and I mean, you ex- you expect that's where actually most of the content is anymore with an MMO these days. Uh, and the the big thing Legion did was making dungeons more important part of the game, and that's continuing here. And there are like a pretty good amount of them to do because dungeon yeah. content is just super important to where the game is right now. But yeah, I still you most? Are, you, are you still like are you just getting on with the same group of friends each night? Or are you able to like just kind of go by yourself and then when people come? I in, mostly play them, with but. the same group of friends. Uh, yeah, I've been playing with uh, this the kind of uh, usual people, which is nice because we've been doing like the hardest difficulty, the dungeons, 
which they're hard enough that it it helps a lot to actually be like in a discord with people talking and stuff but there's still a lot of things i can do by myself like there's um these are uh, the things that are called just uh like world quest right so you're just kind of running around doing whatever like i can still just do those on my, my own and that's fine so it's like kind of either way right if no one else is online there's still plenty to do if my friends are online then i can do things with them which is kind of what right, you want yeah. exactly yeah Cool, yeah. So I think that's going to do it for the games. Uh, I think what we should do now is just hop right into the news, because there's a lot, like I said, and we can start with the MPD. So let's get into it. Let's MPD it up. Let's do the MPD numbers. So each month, uh, uh, the MPD group, a industry tracking firm, comes out with their monthly uh, video game sales charts and report, and they don't share a lot of specific numbers, but they give a, a lot of detailed information. Um and we cover it each month, and this month we have some details both about hardware and software. Uh, when it comes to hardware, Switch was the number one selling console in terms of both units and dollars. So, uh, you know, it made the most money, and it sold the most units. Um, this is the seventh month that's happened, where it's outsold everything else. Um, I think there's been months where it, uh, it like, had, like, more units but not more dollars than uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One or something like along those lines. But this is the seventh time where it's it's had more in both uh, than all the competition. Um, it, it, overall, though, it was a pretty good month for hardware. Uh, software was down a bit, but for hardware, uh, here's Matt Piscatella saying, spending in July 2018 grew 19% when compared to uh, a year ago uh, to $217 million. Gains were driven by Xbox One, Switch, and plug-and-play devices, as such as the NES Classic Edition. Uh, and Matt Piscatella is MPD's analyst. Um, so yeah, I, how you feeling about hardware, Mike? Switch kind of still right there at the top, but uh, everything else is doing uh, pretty, you know, just yeah, as well. Everything's like. doing well, but Switch is really the, the, the interesting thing going on here, and, and really, I think software is where it gets really interesting. Yeah, um, we could just close out hardware real quick. Uh, so spending on hardware was up 20, 21% overall uh, year to date to $1.9 billion. So people are just are buying systems still. The one thing this keep, this always reminds me of is why, why would any of these companies rush to the next system if everything is still selling so well? It and seems I, arbitrary, right, at this point. Right. Um, you know, I'm playing games on these systems right, right. now that just and seem I'm like... Bu- uh, people are still buying hardware. They're going out and getting right. new hardware. I so. cannot possibly think of... Unless there, it's a big feature thing, right? Like we finally figured out streaming or something. Right. I just can't imagine why we would bother within the next couple of years even, but yeah, even like another refresh, even if it's like, you know, it's PlayStation five, but really it's the same line. It's just, it's like an iPhone now. Uh, even that seems like it's going to be at least, at least 2020, but man, I, I would wait to 2021 if we're still on this part of the curve where we're still growing year over year. Um, yeah, so uh, year-to-date hardware spending is at its highest level since 2011, said Matt Piscatella. Um, that's, again, just another good sign for where this, where the industry is, where people are spending, putting their money. I'm sure Fortnite is, is a big part of this because, sure. Mike, as you said, soft, software was down for pretty much everyone except for Nintendo. So uh, why did Nintendo have such a good month? Uh, would you believe weebs? <laughs> you know what, <laughs> Mike? Absolutely. <laughs> like I, you know what? I always believe weebs. Always. <laughs> oh man, do you want to you want to get into that? Yeah. So let's do this top twenty, huh? So number one, Octopath Traveler. That's that's the big one for Nintendo. They published it here in the United States, so they take that win both in, term, in terms of as a publisher and uh, you know it's the only place you could play it. This is the Square Enix developed rpg right they made the game one of their teams right and it's a it's you know it's a throwback style rpg that people were excited about and then it came out and it turns out just tons of people were ready to buy this game and you still can't even buy it in japan because it's sold out they can they just can't make enough copies um and yeah it it just it was number one and the the only game I don't, I don't even think there was that many other new games, but even beyond, like, even if you don't worry about the competition, it seems like it did good on its own, you know, on its own merits. Um, yeah, we can run through the, the rest. Of, I yeah, want go to ahead. Yeah. The linger on this a little bit because I, I see some Please. people trying to be trying to say, like, oh, well, you know, there wasn't that much competition, this reason, that reason. This is a real big deal that some JRPG that kind of like almost looked like something that you would like expect of some sort of like $20 digital game, like, mm-hmm. became the number one game. Right, like it's it's this is unusual. To to be clear, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, which came out in December, which had you know, which was like a Nintendo game, that debuted at sixteen on the MPD charts. Right? 
uh, and it still was considered to be fine. So I, I don't care how much competition there was or what. The fact that this JRPG from Square Enix that was a Switch exclusive was a Switch exclusive. It was only on one platform. Also, it's not counting digital sales on Nintendo. The fact that that was number one is insane to me. I think that's incredible. Yeah, I, I think you uh, that last point that you made about digital sales. Uh, so the, this top 20, the, the MPD, they try to track as much digital as they can. They get the, the digital numbers from the publishers themselves. Uh, every other publisher in this top 10, or in the top 20 here, uh, except for Nintendo, shares all of their digital sales figures with the MPD, and it's included in this chart. Um, they don't try to extrapolate and say, oh, well, the, they, Octopath Traveler probably sold this much. This much. It's just physical sales. Uh, the only other game in the top 20 that has any sort of issue with that is FIFA 18, and that's it doesn't include just PC digital. But, you know, outselling... And it's not like Grand Theft Auto V, which was number two. We'll get to that. Um, it's like, oh, that's, you know, it's a really old game. But that just had a new a new version released at retail. It was the uh, Premium Online Edition. Uh that that you know, and that game. That's why that game continues to like climb back up the charts. So it's not like it didn't have anything like pushing up against it. Uh, so to outsell that game, um, and again, I've, I've said this in the past. Any game that releases in a month that sells better than Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto Five, um, you know, over the last year or two, consider that a success. That's a good launch. And Octopath Traveler did that and came in at number one. Octopath Traveler did that. It's a game that you wouldn't necessarily think to to. Like, you, I know that's your metric, but for, like, Octopath Traveler, I would have been like, well, it doesn't need it to do as well as Grand Theft Auto That's a good point. You're, you're absolutely right. It's Octopath yeah. Traveler, you know? You're right. Absolutely right. That's right. a very good point. Because that's not a game that, like, it was probably less expensive to make. They didn't need to market it as hard because they felt it was probably a smaller game. And, boom, it, it's turned into a blockbuster success. Um, the, the, this chart, you know, it's a lot of familiar faces. We could just run through it real quick. Uh, three, Mario Kart 8. Then Crash Bandicoot, uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Far Cry 5, Super Mario Odyssey, The Crew 2, uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege at 9, Mario Tennis Aces at 10, then FIFA 18, uh, Lego Incredibles, God of War, Captain Toad Treasure Checker, 15 is NBA 2K18, Call of Duty World War II, Detroit Become Human, MLB 18 the show at 18, uh, and then Minecraft and Destiny 2 rounding it out at number 20. Conversely, doesn't that seem kind of like a low number for Captain Toad to you? Yeah, yeah. So that came out that month, right? I didn't. I, I, yeah. I honestly, this yeah, is the first did. time I'm like putting that. I mean, so let, let, let's put this in other in uh, some more detail for people, more context. This this chart is for dollar sales. It's not unit sales. Uh, uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker was forty dollars. Uh, as opposed to, I think, uh, like Octopath Traveler, sixty dollar game, sixty dollar game. So each one of those sales is going to count for real, uh, which helps push it up that chart. But still, it also people have to spend that sixty dollars. Um, uh, so yeah, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker not doing as well. I think it should have performed better. I feel like Nintendo maybe dropped the ball a little bit with uh, marketing that game, but also maybe people it's just not something that they really want in the way that I I want it because I, I love that game and I love that idea. Um, at the same time, I, I didn't buy it for Switch because I already had it for Wii U, and it's not enough new stuff. Um, I, there was uh, Oh, yeah, like, um, just to uh, keep giving context on this, um, like I was reading through some of these, like Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy at number four, like you'll say, oh, that's on the Switch, and they, so that doesn't include the Nintendo digital sales numbers. That's not how it works. It's just Nintendo first-party games that aren't included. With the, so Activision would include its Nintendo digital sales when it gives it over to MPD. So, yeah. Yeah, weird stuff. Um, and then I forgot, there's a few more here at the bottom. Minecraft and Destiny 2, those you know, digital PC sales wouldn't be included there, of course, either. They were just they were on the next page, so I didn't see them. Um, not too much else to say about this, I think. I mean, other than we can get into like a little bit about Nintendo, just how well they're doing overall. Um, here's a, a Matt Piscatella again. Um, Nintendo is the top-selling full-game software publisher for both July and year-to-date. Nintendo Switch is the only platform showing year-on-year growth in full-game dollar sales, with gains of nearly 70% when compared to a year ago. Despite digital sales on Nintendo platforms not currently being tracked by the MPD Group, year-to-date sales of full-game software on Nintendo Switch have more than doubled when compared to a year ago. So, uh, yeah, that's just a, a a huge thing for Nintendo. It seems like Switch is selling hardware, and everyone's buying games. Uh, and then this brings me to like maybe the last point we can get we can hit with MPD, and then we can move on. Is um, WarioWare for the 3DS came out at the end of this tracking period. It had two days on the chart. 
Um, that's not a huge amount of time, but it's enough time for a new game to crack the top 20, at least. It didn't. Uh, and I, I would chalk that up to people aren't buying games for the 3DS anymore. They might have them. They might remember them. Uh, they might be like me and, and want to play them sometimes. But you play them as like the legacy console that already has all the digital games you already own on there. And you're just opening up to play those games, not to actively like search out new stuff, especially when there's so much coming out on the Switch. So I, I feels like the 3DS is is done, even if Nintendo doesn't want to uh, admit that it is. Yeah, and it's it, there. The resistance to that is strange, and I wonder. I think it was just because the install base was so big, blah blah blah. And I think maybe now they're beginning to see that it, it doesn't matter. And I think right. when Luigi's Mansion comes out and doesn't do well, which I don't think it will, that'll open their eyes a little bit more to it. And right, I think post Luigi's Mansion, we're not going to be seeing much. Right, I think they can. Uh, I think they can officially sort of pull the ripcord and get get out of 3ds after Luigi's Mansion, and then maybe bring some of these games like Luigi's Mansion and WarioWare to the uh, the Switch instead. That'd be nice, but we'll see. Yeah, one, one kind of last thing I want to say just about like the the Octopath Traveler is I wonder if this is opening like the Square Enix's and Atlas's eyes a bit about getting all of their franchises on this thing. Like, why is drag? Why is uh Dragon Quest uh, 11, not a Switch game. Uh, right. why, why isn't there a version of Persona 5 on the Switch now or announced already? I, like, why not? Uh, why is Persona Q2 just announced, like, what, a couple weeks ago? How is that a 3DS game? Uh, right. like, like, yeah, I mean, you got to feel like something like that. You got to feel like, okay, wait, we're working on the 3DS version, but it's also coming to Switch now. And you feel like that's going to happen. Uh, uh, it's weird. Right. Uh, um, and I think. I think maybe because of just how well Octopath did, we're going to start seeing that change happening. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think it gives a uh, plenty of ammunition for anyone inside of Square Enix who wants to, st- to not just bring stuff to the Switch, but really focus on these uh, nostalgia-based sort of visual styles. You could make an argument instead of remaking Final Fantasy VII as a huge 3D game remake Final Fantasy VI as something that looks a little bit more like this, like, like uh, you know, not exactly like, like Octopath. But, yeah. Like, there's been, like, a digital version of Final Fantasy IX that's, like, coming on PlayStation 4 right. for PC and iOS. Like, put that on Switch. Just right. do it right that now. Would, that like, game would sell why not? more on Switch than those, all those other ones combined. Oh, I guarantee yeah. it. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that, that does it for the MPD. Uh, there's so much other interesting news and tidbits, but you can go to gamesbeat.com and read all of our coverage. We cover all of it, so you can get all the details there if you're interested. Um, let's get into some of these other news headlines so we can move on with our days, Mike. Sounds um, good. For, first up is Battlefield Five. It's been kind of a, a weird thing, kind of going back and forth. Man. Yeah, so uh, earlier this week, or maybe it was last week, uh, Cohen and Company, an investment bank, their uh, uh, their analyst Doug Krutz po- posted a note to investors. This kind of goes out to his uh, you know mailing list, the people that follow him that are, are members that you know do do business with Cohen and Company. Um, he po- posted his ordometer, which is uh, a portmanteau of order and thermometer. I don't know. Uh, it's 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 the order meter. It's supposed yeah, to be like I've never, I've never heard that word, so I'm going to take your your word on this one. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a made up word. It's like their branding <laughs> for this thing. It's not it's not a real thing. Um, and what he posted was uh, a the headline that got pulled by almost everyone was Battlefield Five is is having disappointing pre orders. It is eighty five percent behind uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Four. Now that is. Um, there's a bunch of problems with that. Uh, and, and I, I wrote a story saying I kind of contacted some sources at EA just to find out what was going on. And they say, yeah, it's tracking behind our expectations, but it's, it's, that would be bombing territory if it was 85% behind call of duty, black ops four. And it's nowhere near that. Um, the, one of the things they mentioned to me was, um, like Titanfall twos, like a certain period of sales, like maybe it's already past that battlefield five and it's, you know, it's not out yet. It's still in the pre-order phase. It's not even like, we're still a month away. Um, more than that. Um, so yeah, so it's like, it's not doing nearly as bad as maybe some of the, some of those things suggest. Um, but I would like, I would like, I would just like point to point to some of the weird things in this or, or, odometer is call of duty black ops four. Isn't just beating, uh, a, a battlefield five. It's, uh, according to this, it's it's number one, and it's and then number two is Fallout seventy six, and then number three, forty six percent behind Call of Duty Black Ops four is Red Dead Redemption two, and it's like okay, so 
what is this even tracking? So at first I thought, because this is what, how he used to do it, he was uh, using Amazon's bestseller chart. Uh, apparently he changed to GameStop earlier this year. So he uses the GameStop publicly available bestseller chart where you just go to games, GameStop.com and you look at where games are on the chart and they're listed alongside things like currency cards and controllers and all kinds of other stuff. Um, and he takes that data and he com- kind of compares it year to year and he uses sales data from past years and then the behavior of those past games and compares it to the behavior of games now and tries to figure out like how well they're doing. There's some problems with that, but I would, um, I would say kind of the, the evidence is just maybe in that ranking. It's like, what does it mean for a game like Red Dead Redemption 2 to be 46% behind Call of Duty Black Ops 4? Where, um, yeah, maybe Call of Duty Black Ops 4 has more buzz coming out of the gate, not more buzz, but more a better chance of selling better out of the gate because it's Call of Duty and it usually always sells better in a year uh, compared to the idea of Red Dead Redemption 2, which might, you know, with an online mode, might go on to sell 50 million copies or something like that, which is would be, would be way beyond what Call of Duty is going to do. Um, so uh, there's some problems in that methodology. And again, when I reached out to EA, it just sounds like, no, it's not that bad. Like it's behind, but you know, we have some plans. We have some, uh, some ideas in place. Um, I, uh, you know, they, they have their battle Royale mode. That's not going to come out at launch. They have ways to maybe repair the game. If it does fail at, you know, fail to leave it, live up to expectations through that launch. They have some ideas in, in place. So I, I just wouldn't expect it to be as bad as the, these headlines yeah, are making it up. Maybe not, but it is interesting how, with Call of Duty, the whole no single player thing has seemed to have had absolutely no negative effect, which right. Does, which I have to admit surprised me a little bit. I think I guess I was I think I was wrong on that one. I thought like oh people do care about that. They're wrong still. No people don't care about that really. Right. And uh, it, it seems like maybe EA thought that was something they could take advantage of. Yeah, they and, definitely did. I, I, I like I wrote that story a few months ago. That like they were very excited, but that it was right. Good. And even their first trailer was kind of a bit more like instead of being like the typical montage of like action scenes, like something for a multiplayer game, it like followed a specific person, and it was maybe like a bit more right. And yeah, like that trailer, like for some some shitty reasons and for some like maybe legitimate reasons, it didn't do very well. Uh, we saw like the new trailer, which was like much more just like a modern trailer with like a popular pop song, like done in a more dramatic style with like a montage sure. of things, right? Like it was the safe trailer after that last one. Didn't right. Hit. And they, they are specifically trying to make safe trailers now that answer the concerns of, of the audience. Uh, so you can expect more of those for sure. But you're right. It's interesting that like, I think we thought the heat would be on Call of Duty for not having single player, and the heat is absolutely on Battlefield Five. There's no right. doubt about that. Right, which is right. yeah, it's like I, it seemed like oh wow, Battlefield's gonna like maybe come out really uh, at advantage now. It's like not that they're the ones on defense. And, right, like, Black Ops Four is just like kind of chugging along like super fine. Right, and it's um, yeah, it was hard to predict, uh, and it, it's strange, uh, but yeah, I I, I just. People are, are declaring it's the apocalypse for this game series. Sure, I don't think uh, that eighty five percent number, and that's it's just an exaggeration, and it's not. It's a single data point that I think has some has some problems in its method methodology. Um, that you know the the you know the fact that everyone is seizing on it. That's where I'm like, hey, like slow slow down a little bit. That's probably not your best way of, of going forward here. I don't think that's going to be a, a good way of making predictions on this game's performance in, in any way, really. Um, yeah, so that, that kind of that that's that. Let's move on to the next story. Um, this is a, a weird one. We haven't written about this yet. I, I think I'm going to try to write about it today. Microsoft might bundle together Xbox One consoles. Uh, here, here's what the bundle will be: an Xbox One console, console, Xbox Live, and Game Pass as a monthly subscription, where you pay you you enter a contract, you pay by month. And as part of that contract, you they give you an Xbox One and then also these other services. Wait, if you stop paying, you have to give them back the Xbox One? I think you would have to probably have to pay, uh, pay a contract-breaking fee until you pay off the Xbox One. That, that That's how I would... I, I would imagine that's how it would work. I think this in the like end... like some kind of prototype, like, streaming thing where, like, the box would be right. cheap, so it wouldn't matter, but they're just trying to do it with an actual Xbox One. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, this is an idea that got floated early on in the Xbox one's life. I remember Michael Pactor, his whole thing was all of the TV stuff in the Xbox one is just a prelude to 
Microsoft going with the cable companies and the cable companies being the ones that provide you the Xbox One as your new cable box. And then they just put their own cable card in there so that you can get all the channels. Of course, that uh, happened right before cable kind of uh, <laughs> right. Had it was, its well, it was like right when it, it was right at the same. It was bad timing if that was their plan for sure. But I mean, there's still there's still millions of cable customers, uh, and I'm sure many of them would have preferred the Xbox uh, as a box. But that's like a a really tough thing to do in the best of times when like everything's going great. And then when the Xbox sort of imploded and cable was shrinking, that that didn't happen. So this seems like an, an alternative. That's like okay. Subscriptions are popular, and this is a way for people to like spend less now to get something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's a I, to me, it just sounds like a good idea. Like, why not go for it? Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, if people, not for me. Yeah, but. it's not. I mean, not for me either. I'm not gonna like. I'll. It's not for cool you know, I, people like us, Jeff. Right. But for I don't the even have Game Pass right now, just because I have too many games to play on my like that I already own. Yeah. Uh, but there are people f- for whom Game Pass makes a ton of sense, and then I'm sure there's going to be a whole other audience where this makes sense as well. So we'll see. And, and you're right. Like it's a, a prelude to the, like their cloud streaming, maybe sort of something along those lines. They're where, clearly going to be. Right. Like just get the box in people's houses so that they have a real easy way the to get access to that stuff. Yeah. The, the Oh my God. It all, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. <laughs> um, okay. Next up. Uh, no new Assassin's Creed in 2019, Mike from that's Ubisoft has confirmed that. And I, I was more surprised that there was one coming up this year, although there's so much excitement for Odyssey, or at least there seems to be that, I guess that was a good idea, but it seems like Odyssey is going to be the one that's going to have at least enough of a long-term plan that it's going to last for longer than a year. Right. And, 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 uh, they probably had the, the idea like, okay, let's see how origins does. And then let's see where Odyssey's at. And if we need to, we could take a year, another year and release it in 2019. Uh, but it turns out it's like it's like that Toy Story two situation. Instead of going direct to DVD, it's so good. Let's we got to put this back out, out in movie theaters. I think they realized, oh, what we have is actually really good. Let's get it out this year with uh, plans for support to last you know through the next year. You're which trying to you're trying to impress me with that random Disney trivia drop there. Well, are you? I liked it eh, a little <laughs> bit. I have a, yeah, I have a the- real distinct memory of like being in grade school and like my school's like closed circuit like TV morning announcements. Like the the students pretending to be news anchors like said Disney right. announced the direct to DVD Toy Story thing today, and I was like, oh okay. I don't know. We just, <laughs> oh, we I was just expecting more back reaction, memories. But just, you were just you were just oh okay. Yeah, I was like oh um, weird. And then it came yeah. to theaters. Like oh, I guess those people were wrong. Then I found out later that my. The, right. the the eighth grader who told me that at my <laughs> school was right. <laughs> he was right all along. Did you ever apologize to him? No, I don't know that guy. He's bigger than me. <laughs> he, he yeah, he's gonna beat you up. Okay. Um, and Mike, have you ever wanted to go online and watch some uh, people play video games? Is that a thing you've ever thought about doing? I mean, I've done that. Hmm. I'm real ahead you're of the curve. <laughs> you're a freaking nerd. <laughs> wow. No wonder now, if you beat want- up by the eighth grader. <laughs> but if you want to do that, you can uh, now do it through Valve Software's Steam.tv. Uh, this is a question mark in a way. I mean, it's, it's up now. I, it's a Steam- questionable to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a questionable endeavor. Uh, absolutely. Um, so you can go to Steam TV, Steam.tv right now, load it up, and what you'll see is the International, the, the Dota 2 Championships. It's happening right now. You can watch it. Um Steam has always had, well, not always, but it's had broadcasting uh, of gameplay for quite some time. It was just kind of built into the Steam app, and there was no real way to broadcast it out to the wider browser-based internet or mobile browsers or whatever. Um, this seems like maybe the the pre like the the you know the getting set up for enabling that thing that would then compete with with Twitch, but we don't know. They, they haven't confirmed any any of that. It just seems like that's Valve's would concern make right now. Is right. Let's and, compete and, with Twitch. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're losing. They, they, they're doing a lot Steam of is stuff. beginning to like lose a little bit of its luster, and it's maybe right. getting compared to Discord. Now's a good time to make a Twitch competitor. Right. I mean, they, they were trying to compete with Discord too. They've updated their chat stuff, and like no one. It's like. I think you, the, I think the people that made it don't understand why Discord works, and Discord still very much understands why they're why they're succeeding. So yeah, and now now to try to do this, and the reason why we're assuming that this is going to become something bigger is because it's not just Steam.tv. Oh, this is just what you know, the Valve wants to broadcast. It's when you go to Steam.tv, it loads up Steam.tv slash Dota Two. So 
clearly they're, they're they're gonna have the sub URLs and stuff. So we'll see. I don't I don't understand how you if you're gonna make a competitor product, you have to like offer something that the other one doesn't, or like fill in some market space that isn't. I just don't know what Twitch right. isn't providing to people. I, it just seems like another valve thing where they're throwing money at some idea that they had and got excited about and then they're gonna like throw it out there and then it like really won't take off we won't hear about again like with uh the steam boxes like with their controller and uh like with their giant vr push a bit ago that's all you know already even that seems to be done uh it's not it's not done but it's it's, not done but it's it's quiet quiet. right real quiet uh like this just seems like the next thing Right, like I just don't um, know at this point why Valve just doesn't focus on its its store and developing games. I mean, if you take their word for it, it's their flat structure. Like the they people at, at Valve get hired uh, based on you know how good of a fit they'll be for their culture, and then that culture is you go and work on wherever you think you're going to be the most valuable. So if you want to go work on Steam.tv as a Twitch competitor, you can go and do that, and then. I mean, I don't know. Like that, like that's the whole concept, and it seems like it's worked for them in a lot of ways. It's worked for them always because Steam is so profitable, right? Well, yeah, but Steam's so profitable because of all those things that they like. So. Those are all the things that the people that are working at Valve have come up with, and it's not just it's not just like oh, automatic updates. It's been a ton of stuff that's been a huge benefit to developers, like um, setting up a, a really easy refund system and creating the marketplace where people can trade stuff, where developers get a cut of stuff. Um, like all that stuff is like a huge boon to making games. Um, and that's been beneficial to everyone. Cause we've all benefited from people being able to make more money from games. Um, but they've done it at the expense because the people that might be might go and work on Half-Life 3 or might go work on their games or might work on some some things like creating a, a, a Steam where I want to talk to people on there, which I don't. I don't want to ever talk to people on Steam because it just is backwards. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so that stuff just doesn't get done. So then when they wake up one day and then Discord and Twitch are all around them uh, and, and YouTube or whatever... Uh, I don't know. I don't know where that flat structure, how that leads them to making like, okay, we're gonna update our chat to look more like Discord, and we're gonna update, we're gonna take our community features and make a uh, a, a platform where you can watch streams f- from Steam. Um, it seems like that is reactionary in a way that like a flat structure really doesn't work. It's, that that's the kind of thing where you have to like go out and like acquire companies or. Uh, go out and like hire specific people to build specific products, and that's just not the way, according to them, that they work. So, uh, it, the, yeah, trying to catch up is probably never going to be a thing that Valve is good at. They're going to have to do their own thing and find their own blue ocean or whatever, and they're, they're, they can make that work. But this doesn't make a lot of sense, for sure. Um, Got a few quick hits here that I just wanted to bring up real quick. Uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. That's the new one from From Software. Uh, the the um, um uh, Dark, Dark Souls. yeah Dark Souls I wanted to say Dishonored uh, Dark Souls uh, it, that that game's coming out March twenty second Mike where are you at with Dark Souls is that like a, one of your franchises it's odd because I'm not really I played right. I actually played all of uh, Bloodborne right and, that's the, okay that's what it was yeah, yeah the other one and I liked it but I feel like I didn't like it as much as some people right right but you uh, I mean you really liked it though but it's just not some people seem to love it right did I really like it I liked it. Okay. I okay. I, uh, okay. Maybe no, I no, that's fine. It. It's somewhere right, between no, like it, really yeah, in between there, between like a three and a four out of five. Good. Where, right, where five is like one of your best games ever. Right, I got you. Um, other quick hits: A Hat in Time is coming to Switch. Um, that's a game that I played. I started playing on Steam, and I was kind of into it. And then the whole thing happened with JonTron. Oh, that's like, right, the JonTron. Where they're like, oh yeah, JonTron got kicked out of uh, Ukulele. So this game's like, come be in our game after he's saying the word communists and trying to troll it about race stuff, which was just, he's very intelligent about. Um, yeah. So I, I, I put the game down. I just didn't have the heart to pick it back up. Um, and I want, I want to play it cause I like it. Uh, but it just, I, when I play it, it's all tainted by all that. So who knows if I, if I'll actually try it on switch, but if I'm going to try it anywhere, it'll be. It's, yeah. It's like, yeah, obviously that game should be on switch. Let's see if the power of the switch is enough to overcome my distaste for JonTron. We'll see. Um, you know what's sad? I used to really please. like JonTron before. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of yeah. thought he was funny. 
like yeah. these videos, and then all of a sudden he just went crazy one day. Got I real think, weird. You know, I think I'm sure part of that is like your taste changing, but I think mostly it seems like he just became shittier. Yeah, my taste definitely changed a bit. Where like I'm not as much into like the irreverent or stuff that I used to be. Yeah, but also he got time. real shitty real quick. Um. And then, uh, I want to go back to that, but real quick. Hitman 2016, will, all the levels from that game will be in Hitman 2. Uh, I think you get them all for free if you own Hitman, and then who knows if you don't own Hitman. So I can just buy Hitman 2, and I can have the whole Hitman I, Well, I don't, know if you'll, I don't know if all those levels will be free. That's the thing. Well, um, buy them, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, hit, definitely, yeah, just get Hitman 2 at this point. Um, speaking of irreverent humor, did you have you seen like the reaction to... To the react, to the supposed reaction to Doom Eternal, I was I saw your Twitter about this a little bit. I didn't watch the trailer, but from what I gathered from you, they made some joke that yeah, was so like, it's just some it was like some lame jokes where it's like, and that's like the worst. I mean, like yeah, they're slightly like off color and maybe don't tone deaf, but it's like really they're just bad jokes uh, like they're like lame writing so one of them is what you expect uh, from doom to be fair right to to a to, to a point and it's like uh but i i would say i think the writing in doom 2016 was really good and sharp and this doesn't feel like it's living up to that but i'll see what the jokes are real quick um they uh you, you know doom marine doom guys running through uh like a uh, it, it's hell on earth and he's running through like a mall or whatever that's been overtaken, um, you know, or this giant corporate complex that's been overtaken by all the demons. And then over this loudspeaker, kind of like in in, in the last Doom, um, there is like the the voice of the corporation, like just that you know that that neutral woman's voice, like sure. oh, welcome to our complex, uh, you know, yeah, I can't really do the voice very well. Yeah, she, you know that she reminds you like oh, please uh, do not smoke next to fire exits, that kind of thing. Um, she she was like um, remember. Uh, like undead is is an offensive term. Uh, please use mortally challenged. It's like okay, all right, whatever. Uh, like it, it, and some people like if you like went looking for it, there was people like oh this is ableist language that, that kind of sucks. Um, and then there was another one way louder was where the people being like ha they own the what? SJW libtards no no no, no they weren't even going up they, they weren't even like that they were like the SJWs are freaking out about this game because they're so upset that they're that these jokes, they can't take any jokes. And, and everyone's looking around like, what are you talking about? Like, there's like one dude that you found with zero likes and retweets that was upset about this. Um, and there's dozens of videos, dozens, literally, like maybe approaching more than 100 videos from different YouTubers. They, they all have like a shitty cartoon character as their like mascot. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like, they all look the same. Right. And, and the other joke was just something like... Um, uh, like earth is a melting pot and that's why we should welcome the demons. And it's like, okay, that one's kind of like, uh, it makes me, yeah, it makes me groan. Cause it's like, what are you trying to, what does that mean? Like, like, I, I, I think if you, uh, if you give it the most ge- generous reading, it's like mocking, um, corporations that don't really believe the things that they say because they feel like they have to be politically correct. But even that sort of like, well, it seems like a lot of companies just do that because uh, yeah, they want to make money. Uh, but they realize it's good business to be good, and yeah. But it, like, I, I mean, at its worst, it's like you're saying that you know, welcoming people is going to make the country worse. Like that's what that joke is. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're just saying things. I think that happens. I think sometimes these people no, just write, sure. they just say things. They, they, yeah, they just say think about sure. it. For sure, like, and it's like, uh, I, and it's like, and it was a trailer for a game that's not out yet, and I moved on with my life. I'm like, I had sure. these thoughts for five seconds and moved on, and never thought about it again until I started seeing the YouTube reactionaries like they're just going ape shit over like the people who are supposedly reacting to the, to these things with like, and being so upset. It's like, ah, right. you, can, you need to look in the mirror. Like you, you they, they're always just like, Oh, triggered, triggered is their whole thing. Like, 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 they used to say it all the time. I don't know if they still do, uh, but it's like, man, you guys clearly have emotional issues when it comes to this stuff where you cannot handle the idea of someone. They're fueled by, by, by hatred and negative emotions. Yeah, I'm it's, just like obsessed with the way this light is reflecting off my bullet. Oh, head. God. It's that time of day where you're at. Uh, whenever it gets like awesome. like in a, like a couple hours, it'll poke wow. through all of the little holes on my blinds and it gets like just right in my eye perfectly. Look at that shine, Jeff. Look at that. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good. Yeah. Oh, ray tracing. That's that's some ray tracing. We didn't talk about the car. You know what? Uh, we got some other stuff. Let's get through these real quick and then we'll talk about the NVIDIA thing and then we'll be done. All right. Oh, God. Monster Hunter World shipments uh, and digital sales topped 10 million. 
Uh, that game is just, it continues to sell really well. I didn't really continue to play on PC. I still want to, but getting through the starting area is hard. Yeah, like Again. I just, yeah, that's part of my problem. like, do I really want to do the starting? Yeah, I just on time really right now. Like I'm like two into Dead Cells. Uh, and then finally, before I get to the, the NVIDIA stuff, Amazon ending its its 20% off discount for Prime members. Uh, instead, it's going to offer $10 credit on select pre-orders. Select pre-orders. Um, my understanding of this is that Amazon wanted to keep offering that, and but they also wanted to make more money. Uh, so they were in a, in a pretty they were in a tight pickle. So what they did was they went to publishers, and this this, this is why uh, the physical games for a lot of games haven't been on sale or haven't been up for pre order uh, for most of the last year um, from certain publishers. Um, they went to these publishers and were like, hey, uh, we want we need to make more money from each game we sell, um, please. And they're like, well, no, everyone else is okay with it. Why aren't you? It's like, oh, because we have the prime discount. <laughs> we're, you know, 20% off each of these the pre-orders. So, of course, our margins are going to be lower because we're Amazon and we try to do these th- kinds of things. But we're so big, you should want to give us uh, better margins so you, can make, you make less money from each game sold. But you'll make up for it in bulk because we're Amazon. And it sounds like many of the publishers, like, you know, Sony's Spider-Man isn't up for pre-order yet. It won't be up uh, for pre-order until it's one week before it goes on sale. Um, That's not up there because Sony maybe said, uh, no, we're not going to do that. We're not. We we know that the gaming audience is savvy enough to find these games. Like, they'll always find the best deal. And if you stop being the best deal, they're not going to not buy the game. They're just going to go somewhere else. And... You know, th- th- mostly that's true. Of course, you know, not ha- not having pre-orders up on Amazon is going to be some. It's going to hurt a little bit, but Amazon still sells like the pr- digital pre-orders, uh, and you know, people probably would just go and be like, oh, I'll just get the digital digital version if I'm getting through Amazon, whatever. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a weird thing. Uh, kind of no real good guys, but Amazon was just trying to kind of throw their weight around and got you know their shit called, and that's what happened. So. Um, Okay, so yeah, real quick, let's just, this NVIDIA event, did you pay any attention to this, Mike? Oh, you know, me and hardware stuff like this, I don't know right. what like a ray tracing is. Right, so that's the whole thing. That, that's <laughs> that's this the whole thing, I don't know that, it. That, I mean, no, I'm, I'll try to explain it real quick, I'm just want to, I want to keep oh, it quick, I'm trying crash to think of like... Me. Crash course me, Okay, well, they, they, the ray tracing was their big pitch here, so the, the, the new cards are the NVIDIA GeForce RTX standing for their ray tracing technology, uh, 2070, 2080, and 2080 Ti. Um, they're coming out. They're going to be pretty expensive. They're 500 700 and $1,000 respectively. But if you get them right now, you get the Founders Edition, which is overclocked. This is just a bunch of te- details real quick that people might find interesting. Uh, you have to pay like a premium. So you really can't get any of the, those cards for those prices yet. You'll have to wait couple of months uh, after they come out to tr- maybe get those prices um so it's just like a 1200 for the t- for the the uh, 2080 ti um but their big pitch the reason that they want they think people should want this is ray tracing and ray tracing is a new way of doing light where instead of kind of putting fake lights in a game uh and and like adjusting each little object so that the light looks right they can just physically model how light works in a 3D space. That is what ray tracing is. It's something they've been doing in um, CGI for movies for a long time because it doesn't need to be real time in a movie. They could just render it as slowly as they need to to put it in, and make the scene look realistic, and that's fine. But in a game, it has to work right now, right this instant. They sort of cracked it by you know putting special cores in, into the GPUs and uh, a bunch of smart algorithms like they only... They only render the lights that actually bounce off objects that end up in your eye or end up in the camera inside the game. So that saves a ton of stuff, and it, it's pretty smart. And it looks, it looks good. It look, I think it looks good. I think um, their, uh, the, their demos, the one that I would point to is the Battlefield Five one where they were showing a car and how the flame of an explosion would reflect off the car perfectly, essentially. It looked really great, uh, and there was all kinds of examples of that. Um, but ray tracing is the kind of thing where it is a an option. You'll have to turn it on. Uh, it's going to hurt performance, so you're going to lose frames if you turn it on because it's like, um, you know, I think it looks better than Tress FX or the hair work stuff from NVIDIA that made, like, you know, Lara Croft's hair look yeah, all perfectly but... wavy. Uh, but everyone turns that off because you want to get the frames instead, right? And you're not really looking at her hair. Um, maybe there's some similar stuff happening here, although, again, I think it looks way better, way more immersive than that hair stuff. Um 
but for now I'm, I'm going to want to save the frames. Um, and then uh, like the, the, the issue is there's only going to be a handful of games that support this coming out. Uh, for now, uh, it's a, um, you know, like battlefield five, resident evil two, uh, the shadow of the tomb Raider, you know, these games where it's like, okay, Nvidia clearly worked, worked with the developers. It's going to be in there, you know, this fall, if you get one of these cards, you get one of those games, you should be able to theoretically turn it on and see a big difference. And it might look really good, but for the most part, and I think when you like look at Steam's bestseller list and you like see all these games that came out more than three years ago, the idea of buying a card today for a technology that is um, going to be here and there for quite a while before it becomes standard is uh, a rough sell, especially when they are upgrading or you know moving up the prices in a significant way. Um, the last thing about that is. So why would NVIDIA want to focus on that? Ray tracing is the future. Like, lighting in future 3D games will be... I'm going to write this down somewhere. Ray tracing is the future. Ray tracing is the future. Step that would be the up. podcast. I had another podcast title. We maybe we'll do that one. <laughs> Ray tracing is the future. Ray tracing is the future. <laughs> uh, Ray tracing, it's inevitable. I need it is... Spider-Man. <laughs> Ray tracing is the future. Um and it's it, it, because it's so much easier for developers. The developers are going to, they want this, but the problem is again, no one like very few people are going to have these cards. So you still have to do the old yeah. way of doing lighting and this on top of that. And you will either have to, I mean, and again, th this should just work for the most part because all of the data is there. Like when you, uh, when you put a mirror in a game and when you put a window in a game, you've already set up like the, the, like the characteristics of that material uh, to behave in a certain way for the, the old fake way of doing lighting. That old fake way, the, all those uh, characteristics apply just to set, just, they should just work with hey, Rossi, I'm just laughing at myself now. No, I know. Go, go to town. Yeah. You enjoy yourself, Mike. And someone has to. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, but it's the future. But it, yeah. Again, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know. God damn it. I got to stop. <laughs> But the, the, like developers are going to have to do the work for both sides, and it's just never going to be a, well, it, not never, but it's going to be a long transition before every game is just ray tracing. And so buying a game. Just at the words ray tracing. I mean, it's, if you uh, <laughs> when you say it, it sounds like someone's name, right? Ah, oh, Mister Ray, ray Tracing. Tracing. Yeah. Ray Tracing. Ray Tracing. Detective. Ray Tracing. BMX rider. Private Dick here. Ray Tracing. Ray Tracing. <laughs> yeah it just sounds like someone's name yeah. but yeah so it's a weird like okay if I boil it down it's this do not pre-order these cards don't get the rate the, the future is not now yeah the future is not now it's the future it, the future is inevitable and ray tracing is the future ray tracing, so ray tracing is, tracing is inevitable. part of it yes it, without a doubt but <laughs> I fuck doubt the future it. a little now just live in the now um, yeah, you don't, don't need ray tracing cards. for playing Fallout 4 still, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. You're going to go back and keep playing Skyrim for another 800 hours. You're not going to get anything from these. Well, not. Okay. That's not true. They, they will have general generalized improvements to performance, but we don't know about that yet because they didn't talk anything about that. Um, yeah, it was a bad presentation. They made mistakes. <laughs> Nvidia made, made, made mistakes. Right. So well, you're that's kind of how it boils down. Don't pre-order these cards. Ray tracing's done or about to happen or something. We're done. We're <laughs> one, of, one or the other. One of those. One, one of, those of the things. others. True. We'll figure that out. Okay. Let's uh, let's get the hell out of here. Um, let me uh, hit this button and then ask Mr. Michael Minotti to tell people where they can find you on the internet. You can find me on Games Beat, also on Twitter at Tolkoto T O L K O T. What's up, pup? Oh, got an upset dog here. Uh, and how, then, how uh, Penny, where can they find you? Like if I'm her with me, then you can find me on the Exploding Barrel podcast, which I do with my brother. And I am Jeff Grubb on Twitter. Um, all one word. Hit me there. Uh, or you can find me on Games Beat. Of course, you can always find me there, posting every day. Um, and then also on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. I've, uh, like I said, just mostly been posting my archives from Twitch. Um, just because if we're making videos specifically of games, those are going on VentureBeat, uh, where you can find those at youtube.com slash VentureBeat. Uh, check that out. going to try to do another one of those Mega Man 3 ones here pretty Ooh, soon. yeah. Mike teaches me how to play. But I do like Mega Man. I've got games to be practicing, too, for packs. And Mega Man 3, as far as I know, isn't on the list. It should be. Um, and then, yeah, if last it was on the list, I'd tell everybody when I shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could tell because you like you would have been giddy the whole time, so you, or you would have been upset because. Remember when I skipped down for Ori? Yeah. Would have been. 
Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, join me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb. Uh, I've been playing there more, more recently. I'm trying to st- uh, stream uh, Dead Cells there as I'm playing through it in case I do beat it. I want to capture that whole like last level run, or at least the last boss fight. So uh, I'll be doing that probably for the next couple of days uh, when I'm not practicing one of these games I'm going to be playing. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to be back next week. Um, Mike, we got some stuff coming up. There's some stuff we're, we're playing. Can we talk about anything next week? That's like kind of... Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to check. We'll have to look and see. So, I mean, there's games coming up people are going to want to hear about. We'll let you know if, when we can talk about them. Uh, but yeah, it's happening. Fall is here. So we're going to be getting into that stuff very soon. So tune back in next week. We'll talk all about that. Uh, for now, though, I want to wish everybody a good week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Love you very much. Yeah. Nah.